0: and welcome back to my podcast, Christian in Progress. My name is Samuel Perez, and just a little bit about myself. I am a former gay stripper. Yes, that's right. You heard that correctly. I left behind the homosexual lifestyle to walk with Christ, and this podcast is all about how I do it, why I do it, and to help others like me and educate those that are not like me. I want to talk, but I really want to talk about what a real life with Jesus looks like in 2022. Nothing is off limits, and I want to be as transparent as I possibly can be. Now, before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is completely free to listen to, and we do accept donations, and we have some awesome rewards and gifts for those who want to become patrons of the podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Podbean, click on the description, and you will find a link to becoming a patron of the podcast, which means you'll be making a regular monthly commitment. And we also have my website where you can find resources to give through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. <clears throat> on today's episode, <laughs> on today's episode, I'm actually going to be talking a little bit about uh, this recent road trip that I just finished taking. So I have been dying to come on here and to share with you guys all the things that I actually did on this road trip. Uh, but it is kind of a little bit all over the place. So I'm just going to start at the very beginning. What led me to do this? humongous one-month road trip all around the country, all around the USA, from Miami all the way to Oregon. And so from one coast to the next coast. (laughs) And I can barely talk today. I have my trusty mocha uh, latte from Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm drinking this up because I definitely need the energy. And that is so fresh. All right. So basically, I have been producing content probably for... The past year and a half and uh, I love making content. I think I am a bit of a workaholic, <laughs> like definitely a bit of a workaholic. I I love helping people. I love my ministry. I love what I do, but um, sometimes it can uh, really take it out of me. Like I basically all day, every single day, I'm helping people with their problems. And like I said, I, I love to help people with their problems, uh, but it does take an emotional toll on me. And um, and that's why, you know, before I was in ministry, I didn't really understand why so many ministers or pastors would take uh, like a sabbatical or take time off, uh, do like a lot of vacations. I'm not really a vacation kind of dude. Like I, I don't want to go to like Punta Cana and like go to Mexico or something like that and just kind of enjoy myself. Um But uh, so I just didn't think it was like appropriate for me to take like breaks. (laughs) I was just like, well, ministry, I love Jesus. I love talking to people about Jesus. And so I don't really need to take a break. But one thing led to the other. And I started to see that there were things in my life where I was kind of. like burnt out, and it was leading me to uh, like habitual sins and different things like that. Um, I like, as you guys know, I struggle with pornography, and I've been super open about that on my YouTube channel and talking to you guys about my progression with that, how the Lord sanctified me through that, and helping uh, to get rid of any type of addiction or any this types of things, because for me, it was really easy to like leave behind like the homosexual lifestyle and all that came with, came with that, which is like clubbing and like grinder and like a bunch of things like that. But um, when I came to Jesus, uh, I found myself in a position where I was ministering to others. And when I started ministering to others, like that's when the devil came in. And started attacking me in ways like you guys would never even imagine. If you don't do anything for the kingdom, like you are not on the devil's like list of people to attack. (laughs) Like he's not concerned about you because you're not making disciples, you're not ministering to people, you're just like I love Jesus and you're you're focusing on your own life. But the minute you start focusing on other people's spiritual walks and and their life and so on, um, that's when the devil will really come after you. And so basically. I've put like a big old target sign on me that says attack me and if you attack me, uh, you'll be able to hurt like the spiritual lives of many other people who are receiving help from me and so on and so forth. And so um, I'm always going to be o- open and honest with you guys. I w- I'm always going to expose myself first before anybody, quote unquote, exposes me or whatever, cancels. You know, we live in a really weird cancel culture, um, but I've always been super honest about my walk. And uh, pornography has definitely been one of those things that has been really, really difficult for me. And throughout this whole time that I've been making content and stuff, it's been like, you know, um, I'm I'm doing well for a couple of months and then I fall and then um, I'm like doing well again and then I fall again and then I read some books or I go through um, some sermons or I receive some help and nothing really seems to be working. It's just one of those things that I just really have to trust God in the process that he is fixing my heart, um, going down to the roots and continue to discover those roots because it's not like one thing will fix anything really. It's not like Rome wasn't built in a day. You have to like really, really target those like roots and um, things in your childhood and, and forgive people. And so it's like levels upon levels upon levels upon levels. And you know, ultimately, like we'll never really be perfect like Jesus was perfect, but we want to be in that progression. And so um, as I started ministering and doing all this content online, um, I the last study that I did was Romans chapter, well, the, the live Bible study of Romans that I was doing every single week. And um, once I finished Romans, which would, would have been uh, Romans chapter 16, I wanted to go on a big break because um, one of my mentors, I have two mentors. I I think I have three, Uh, but one of my mentors, my main one was having a conference in Philadelphia and it was going to be in June. And so I leveled up like the weeks to see when I would finish my Romans Bible study. And, um, and that was around like June. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I can actually like take June and just like do what I've been wanting to do for a while which was just to like take a like a really long break and just focus on me and focus on the issues that I have and maybe you know do some deliverance sessions or whatever I had another mentor who um he lives in Oregon and he told me that there is um kind of like this deliverance program that he does up there and some therapy and stuff like that and just um to go visit him would have been really awesome and so I was like okay well Maybe I can go to that conference in Philadelphia and then also go to that, um, my mentor's uh, place in Oregon to receive uh that deliverance session and then just to be with him and then be with my other mentor like in person because in Miami I'm kind of alone as you guys know. I don't really go to an in-person church. I mean the options here are not that great. <laughs> just gonna say that. Um and so I started my own church online and churches the Ecclesia is just the people of God. And so and then I do kind of like church with my mentors online and stuff like that. And so um I decided that I really wanted to take this month off, right? And so I did my Romans Bible study and I actually, I didn't get to finish. I'm, I'm still one chapter short, which I'm going to finish now that I'm back. Um, but I really wanted to do like this trip to go to Philadelphia and Oregon. And at first I was thinking, okay, well, maybe I'll just take a plane to go to Philadelphia and then Oregon. But the prices of the planes were so expensive. Like they were astronomically expensive (laughs) and so I was like man this is I don't know. I'm going to be spending like a lot of money and I love, 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 love to save money, especially in ministry, because then I can put it right back into the kingdom. And you guys know I'm building a prayer room down here in Miami and online, well, an in-person kind of church experience, you would say. And so I always try to like save money, whatever comes in through my ministry, save it so I can put it right back into the ministry. And I was like, I don't know if I want to pay so much for like a, like a flight, you know? Um, and I, I got to check my finances and stuff like that. So. There's actually uh, this cool, like, little worship movement up north from where I am. It's about, like, an hour away, and so I can't always go, but um, it's close enough to where I can go, like, maybe, like, once a month or so. And so I went there, and they did the whole, you know, worship movement, whatever, and I was being introduced by a friend to some of the leaders there. And one of the women, um, she's, like, the kind of like the main leader like a pastor in that worship movement. She came up to me and she like was telling me about like when am i going to take my sabbatical and things like that. And I was like, "Oh, you know, it's going to be like in a month or so." And um and then she's like, "Oh, okay, let me let me pray for you." So she started praying for me. And as she started praying for me, um it was crazy. I mean, you guys know I I'm very into the prophetic. I'm pretty charismatic. I mean, I'm not like charismatic to the point that we just like ignore the bible and then we, <laughs> we just go through our experiences like i'm pretty charismatic in the terms of what's biblical and um and they're pretty charismatic up there as well so my kind of people and uh she went up she she started praying for me and she started prophesying a bunch of different things that were very accurate i'm not going to get into all of it um some things i want to keep for myself and for the lord um but she started prophesying and she said that um she, she like asked me like when are you going to go um, to Oregon and and like Philadelphia and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, um, oh, oh, she, no, she asked me what, like, how do my flight situations look like? And I was like, oh, I haven't purchased any flights yet. I don't know what I'm going to do. She's like, you know, I really feel from the Lord that you should take your time with this sabbatical. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. She was like, yeah, you know, if someone asks you to stay, you should stay a couple extra days, you know, all this stuff. And I was thinking to myself, um, well, if I have a flight, like, I will not be able to do that. And if she thought this was really important, I also, like, some of the other things that she prophesied over me uh, were really, like, detailed and on point to kind of where I was at that moment. Um, I was like, I should probably take her advice. And so, and and I was thinking, you know, I've, I'm very much more comfortable driving than I am on planes. I dislike planes a lot. I've always said, (laughs) this is kind of scary. The more I put this out, the more I feel like (laughs) it might happen. But um, I've always said, I really am like scared of like dying in a plane crash. Like I'm very scared of that. And so um like that is I feel like the worst way that you can go in my opinion. There's just like very little control in that situation. Like it's like you know the plane is going down and there's nothing that you can do and and that is like very very scary to me. And so <laughs> I um I was like, "Well, I'm not a huge fan of planes and I was like, maybe I can do a road trip out of this, you know, go out to Philadelphia and then explore some of the prayer rooms around the country. Because you guys know I love the prayer room movement. I love International House of Prayer. I hop, International House of Pancakes. And uh, no, but that was a joke. And, uh, and I love Upper Room. I'm really into Greenhouse now, and I'm finding, like, different houses of prayer all throughout the country that I'm listening to online or visiting in person. And so I was like, if I do this road trip, I'll be able to go to that conference in Philadelphia, and then I'll also uh, be able to stop by some prayer rooms uh, on my way. And uh, there was a conference that was happening in, in Dallas as well, in Upper Room, which I'll get into so I was like, I can make that, and then I can also go to California, and then Oregon, and you know, just a bunch of more places, and just like stay where I need to stay and go where I need to go. And so um, I was like, you know what? That's even even more doable, I would say, than um, than a flight. And so and and I could just like really take my time to just like heal and take time for me, because guys, I'm being serious. Like I rarely, e- I I rarely ever take time to take care of myself. I love people so much and I love what I do and I love the position that the Lord has put me in and um, sometimes I I really do ignore myself in order to feed others And that can be really admirable at times but um, it's not good you know you got you want to put your oxygen mask first uh before you put on the oxygen mask of somebody else uh like in in a plane situation if you're going down on a plane <laughs> but um yeah that's kind of how it's always been for me so i tend to to kind of like ignore myself and focus on others and so i had been doing that for the past like year and a half where i was just making content 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 and then taking like little breaks like a week or two weeks or you know and then getting right back into it again cuz i love what i do so i can't complain but um I was like, you know what? It's time to me j- for for me to just do this road trip and um and I think it's going to be really healthy for me. So the weeks came up, I actually ended up uh stopping like everything and and that was very worrisome for me too because as a content creator online, um and people know this too, like if you run any type of ministry, when the pastor's gone, things just kind of like fall apart, <laughs> like uh, unless you have people in positions that you I've put them in the positions to to take care of the things and run them and stuff. And I'm kind of like a, like I don't have enough money to hire an assistant, an, an editor, like everything that you guys see for me on my YouTube, on my TikToks, on, on my Instagrams, um, the Discord, the church, it's mostly me and then also like the disciples that I have. And I don't really make them do a bunch of things for me because I, I believe in paying someone for the work that they are going to do. And so it's mostly just me all the time, just creating and editing and doing all this stuff. It takes so many hours. And, um, and remember this is my full-time job. So I was like, if I stop making content, then you know what? And and focus on me and I'm gone. Like people are just going to forget about me. Like they're going to forget about my ministry. They're going to like, I feel like the discord is going to fall apart. And the discord is my online church. If you haven't joined, I recommend you do join. It's like incredible. And, um, I was scared. I was, I was really scared. And then I was also just scared that I'm like, man, I've never done a trip like this before. Like I I think the the longest I've been away from home was when I went obviously to New York when I lived in New York, but that was my home. And, um, and then Australia, you know, but being away from my parents, that's also hard because I do live with my parents and, uh, it's great (laughs) until I get married. I'm not going to like move out or unless I just have like money or something. <laughs> and then i just like, I'm just going to move out. But I, I like where I'm at kind of right now. And, um, and I was scared of getting on the road and then, you know, getting into a, a car accident or being stranded, stranded in the middle of nowhere and not, um, having a safe place, you know, just, or just be staying somewhere. I don't know. There's like a, bu- a bunch of situations, but I really took it by faith. I was like, you know what? I think the Lord wants me to do this. And, um, I think it's important for me to do this. And so, I put all those fears away and I was like, Lord, I really want you to speak to me on this road trip. Tell me, um, tell me something about you that I don't know. Um, help me to heal in different areas and um, whatever you want to do, Lord. Just do it. Do it on this road trip. I'm, I'm open to receiving. This is going to be a time where I come to you and I, and I just hear from you. And so um, I was planning on staying and sleeping in my car the majority of the time. Um, I was like, if I'm on the road trip, I, maybe I might get a, an Airbnb, you know, some cheap Airbnbs here and there, but I'll like, I got a little bed for my road trip and I, I, I got like coverings for the windows on Amazon. I got all the essentials that I would need to be on the road and, um, some other things. It's, it was really fun actually preparing because I never prepared for anything like this before. So if you guys are going on a road trip, that's a very long road trip, like an SUV or something. Cause that's what I use. I, I have a Chevrolet Traverse. And it's big enough to like put a bed in there, but not like big enough to like live in there. Um, and if you if you need some tips, just put put it in the comments down below, and I'll I'll let you know what were some of my essentials that I took with me on the road trip. But um, I got started basically at the end of May. Is that what's what's before? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, what's before June? Yeah, May. <laughs> so I got started like uh, the week of the thirtieth, and that's when I left home. And the the conference in Philly was about a week away. So, I ended up leaving from Miami um, and heading up. First, kind of stops were like Jacksonville. Went by one of my favorite gasoline stations, Chucky's. I think this was called, or Bucky's. Bucky's. <laughs> we don't have that here, so I'm not used to it, but uh, it's huge and it's awesome. And it's like a grocery store, it's amazing. I'm, I'm obsessed with Bucky's. And uh, went there and uh, just like was a planning on documenting some of my trip and I I did document a little bit of my trip I bought like a special camera to document it Um, but I just didn't feel like it fit a lot with a lot of some of the content that I'm putting out on social media so I didn't really upload a lot of it Um, but I did document some of some stuff in my car and uh, went up to like uh, I think it was uh, North Carolina and uh, Virginia you know all those states like all the way up on, on the east coast and pretty much every day I was driving for around six to nine hours a day and trying to get in some gym time I have a Planet Fitness membership so I would stop at Planet Fitness and I would shower at the Planet Fitness it was like I was homeless basically <laughs> and um, it honestly like I've always been terrified of being homeless but I, I have this car, like I own this car. So if anything ever goes down where I don't have a home and I just have my car, I think I'll be fine <laughs> like because it really wasn't that bad. Like I just would shower Planet Fitness and then, and then go in my car and then just drive somewhere really cool and getting to see just so many different places, especially mountains. I'm a huge lover of mountains. Got to stop by Grandfather Mountain and that was awesome and filmed some videos there and stuff and hiking. And I love hiking, guys. Like I never, okay, making content. I never leave my house. Like, I don't think you guys understand. (laughs) I don't leave my house. Like I am in meetings all day or doing special phone calls, um, or creating a podcast or editing a podcast or doing a photo shoot, you know, or uh, trying to come up with the costume ideas or, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing for the week. And so, um, the only time I ever leave my house is if I'm going to the gym or I'm doing something for my prayer room in, um, in for a lottery or something. And so, um, this was like really, really out of my comfort zone, like extremely out of my comfort zone because I had, sometimes like there's days that go by that I don't even socialize with another person, like in person. And so I was, I was having to go out to different places I'd never been to and talk to people I'd never met before. And it was so much fun. (laughs) It was, it was actually like, so, so, so exciting. So, um, Ended up going to meet some people in Virginia, and and it was so cool because there is like I was asking one of my like some of my disciples and telling them. Um, like, but like pray that I'll meet and have divine um, like appointments set up for me and whatever states that I end up. And I have so many friends and so many so many of you guys that are online who support me. And so I made this like little map and I put it up on Instagram and I said, if you live in any of these areas, this is where I'm driving through. Like, I want to meet up with you. And so there were so many people that I got to meet up with on this road trip. Um, like the, the, I got to meet up with my friends from true union, which is another podcast that is about um, people who struggle with same sex attraction in the church and, um, got to meet up with them in Virginia. And that was so much fun. We got to pray for each other and every day just felt like every day felt like an opportunity from the Holy spirit to experience the Holy spirit. Because I was in, I was in very like crazy places and situations where, I needed to be praying all the time to make sure that I was safe, and so, um, anyways, finally made it to Philadelphia. When I got to Philadelphia, um, my friends um, and some of my disciples they joined me in a conference there with my mentor, and we and that's kind of what was like the beginning of my road trip. It was a conference in Philadelphia about, uh, Maranatha. And so there was a constant theme throughout this con, like throughout this road trip, which was the the theme of Maranatha, like Jesus come back, you know, we're praying for, for Jesus to come back and come back quickly, come back now. And, um, there were some really great speakers there. Like, um, I, 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 I forget their names. (laughs) So, um, but they're really good. Like, uh, Daniel Lim, that was one of them. Um, and, he used to be like the CEO of like IHOP or something like that. I have no idea, but he just, you know, one of the, one of the messages that really impacted me the most um, in, in, in that time of that conference was the message that he gave about God becoming small, even though like God is like this huge, like God, you know, he like, I, I don't think he can even fit in his throne room of how big he is and how he com- encompasses so much of like, the universe you know um but he made himself small he made himself a servant to come to serve humanity to come to serve us like that's what jesus did he he washed the feet of the disciples and so that was kind of like the first kickoff message to for the for the theme of my road trip which i'm going to tell you guys in a little bit it was basically how much god loves us like uniquely powerfully how much he's willing to forgive us and love us and and I don't think we ever graduate from that guys. Like I honestly believe like we never graduate from understanding the love of God. And there's some scriptures that I'm going to be reading to you guys during this podcast about the love of God. Um, but that, that like really took me back. It's not, it sounds very simple. Like, it's like, okay, like, yeah, Jesus came down and like he served us and stuff, but it just kind of really hit my heart afresh and anew. And I, and I, and I received it very innocently and I was like, wow, you know, the God of this world, like he became small for us. To serve us and us like what do we do as Christians are we are we mimicking that behavior for other people as well like do we become small for other people so that they might be served by us and so there's so many different like levels to this kind of thing like it was, it was so deep and then I actually got to lead worship like a little bit of worship um with my friend um Malachi at the time and um and he got to play trumpet and I got to play like, um, piano and we got to lead together. And that was the first time I've ever led in a conference ever. So that was a huge blessing. And I was so thankful for uh, my mentor allowing me to do that and giving me that opportunity. Cause I think worship is one of the places where, I mean, I, I feel like I was born to worship basically like, and not worship like on a stage or anything like that, but just like in general, like, I just love worship. That's why I'm building this prayer room, because I want to see more intercessors and more worshipers, um, especially in my area, and, and train them up, you know? And so um, after I left that conference, got to spend a bunch of time with um, a lot of people who were just on fire for the Lord. And, and you know, it's rare kind of in Miami. Like, I don't really get a lot of that here. There's there's very rare people that are that are actually doing going out to mission fields or creating disciples or... Um, people that are just on fire for the Lord, like really, really, really on fire for God. Um, it's rare that I meet people like that in Miami. I, I think like there's <laughs> I don't want to say it, <laughs> but I, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. <laughs> um, like the people that I do meet, it's like they have their priority and then they have Jesus. So Jesus always comes second to their priority. It's like my job, my relationship, my goals. Uh, my future, and then Jesus. Jesus is just, like, a stepping point for that, and then the people that I was meeting in Philadelphia and in in other places, it was, like, Jesus, number one, and then all those things are second, you know, like, Jesus, Jesus, every day, every day, every day, and it was so refreshing to meet people like that and to be a part of a group like that, so, um, anyways, left Philadelphia. A lot of people ask me, what was my favorite, um, like, part of the road trip? Um, And, like, what was my favorite state? And I really, really enjoyed Pittsburgh. Right after Philadelphia, I I didn't like Philly. (laughs) No offense to people who who live in Philly. I just, like, everything's very old. And the the streets are crazy. The drivers are crazy. Uh, But I left uh, Philadelphia and went to Pittsburgh. And I just fell in love with Pittsburgh. It was so beautiful. The mountains are, like, totally covering... Uh, this, this, uh, city and, and then inside the, the mountains are like, it's like a, like a lake or something. And it's just so beautiful. So beautiful. I mean, totally, like I could totally see myself living someplace like that. I've always, this, this is also part of what I'm going to be talking about later. I've always seen myself as a person that is going to live on the East coast. I love mountains. I love trees. I love forests. I'm very obsessed with that. But, um, the second half of my trip was going to be in, um, in, in the West Coast, and I'd never been to the West Coast before, but they do have some amazing like uh, mountains and, um, you know, like forests, like Sequoia, Yo- Yosemite and, you know, um, the Grand Canyon. And so they had a lot more places to see versus the East Coast that it's like they we have like the Appalachian Mountains. And those are pretty cool, too. But like the West Coast has some really phenomenal stuff. And I've never been to like desert, like landscapes before. And so I was really, really excited. <laughs> but anyways, love Pittsburgh, uh, left Pittsburgh and all of this. Like, remember, I was like, I, I think I would make like small little stops. So Philadelphia was around like three days that I was there. And then I just like back on the road. You know, it was like I was fulfilling my trucker fantasy, <laughs> like just driving for like eight, nine hours a day, doing gym, getting um, like a uh, 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 taking showers and planet fitness and then getting back in my car, sleeping in my car when rest stops like that. And, um, and I do recommend, by the way, guys, I do recommend sleeping in rest stops. If you're doing road trips, it's very safe. I was, I, I felt very safe there and, um, nothing bad ever happened to me, but, uh, take caution. <laughs> and so I, I, my friend actually told me about this app on my phone that it was like, um, it was, uh, A trucker app or something it tells you how far different rest stops are and um and that was super useful for me and so um anyways I went down from Pittsburgh all the way to uh International House of Prayer because I was going to be spending a week in International House of Prayer and it was so cool because every place that I was going to be spending a lot of time in the Lord provided for me like friends that I could stay with so that it wouldn't be so expensive Um, getting a hotel or Airbnb or any of that stuff and just like be able to save money because this road trip was already going to be like pretty expensive with the gas prices nowadays, Um, but still cheaper than like a plane flight, which is actually kind of funny. And so I actually stayed with a friend there and she's very connected to International House of Prayer. And so I had a place to stay and that was wonderful. I had a home cooked meal. Um, She was so kind and it was really awesome to just be, with someone of the Christian faith that just loves the Lord and um was so very supportive of me and um and wanted to pour into me and also receive from me which was really incredible to me because she's like a, a person that people look up to and she wanted to receive from me too and I was like I'm honored like I'm honored by you <laughs> and so um sorry it's like I'm like I have a little bit of stuffy nose So anyway, so I got to spend some time at the International House of Prayer, which is always amazing. And, uh, before I got to the International House of Prayer, I actually want to say I stopped at like a bookstore, I think somewhere in like Ohio, maybe, I don't know. It was like somewhere around there. I I forgot the the map was so big and I went to so many places I forgot where I went, but I went to a bookstore in like the middle of nowhere, it was like a, like a city for like people who had just gotten out of jail. And, um, There just happened to be this Christian bookstore. And so I went to this Christian bookstore and I was looking for stickers because I got like a like a little water bottle that I was putting all the stickers of places that I went to. And uh, like, (laughs) you know, whatever, (laughs) like like it was like uh, for, I don't know, uh, for fun. (laughs) But I I went to this bookstore to see if there was any stickers. And I ended up getting like I was like, oh, maybe I should get a book for this library that I want to build in the prayer room. Like I told you guys, like my road trip was like, I'm like, I'm getting an entire month of stories and experiences and like trying condensing it. So just bear with me. So I went to the store and um, I asked the Holy Spirit and I I told the Holy Spirit, like, uh, you know, I really want a book that um, focuses on getting to know you, your will um, over my life and um, just whatever, like whatever you want to point out, Holy Spirit, like point it out so that I can read this book. And so I went through a couple of different books and I was looking through different things. And then um, I came about, I came upon this book that's called um, Experiencing God or Encountering God. I always get it mixed up. But it's by uh, some guy named Blackaby. And apparently it was like very popular like in the 90s. And I didn't know anything about this book. But the Holy Spirit like really highlighted this book to me. And so I was like, I think I'm going to purchase this book. So I started reading this book and it was all about like experiencing God, like how to know the will of God for your life and how to do the will uh, of God and um, how to surrender more and basically. And so I took that book with me to IHOP and every time I was in a prayer set, I was praying, but then I was also reading this book. And as I read the book, it was kind of crazy guys. Like all the prayer sets where were, were in alignment with what the book was saying at the time and I was like, this is so crazy like this is totally God I mean it's just totally God like only only God could do something like this where it's like I'm reading pages of this book and they're singing and and praying and worshiping God what I'm reading it, I I don't know if I'm describing that well. But it was like one chapter was like on surrender, and then they would be doing this worship set on surrendering to God, and I'm be like, what is happening? Like this is crazy. And so I I knew that the Lord really wanted me to read this book, and um and I was able to receive so much from the book. But the greatest thing was that God wants to have a personal, intimate, close relationship with us. And of course, I know this thing, these things. Like I study the Bible. I've always been like one to chase after the presence of God because it is intimate. It is like personal. And um he's not far away. Like he wants to be close with us through everything that we do. And um but it just kind of like hit me afresh anew. Like God through every set, he was just revealing to me how much he loved me. And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> like thank you God." <laughs> you know, like I was like, oh, thanks God." Like that makes me feel really good, you know. I I thought that God was going to like reveal to me um, something new, you know, like something I'd never seen in the Bible or something, you know, like a re- fresh revelation on some theology thing or whatever. But God, through these worship sets and through this book, it was just telling me how much he loved me, how much he's forgiven me. Um, and it was like just kind of shocking to me and and I was receiving it with the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how to describe it any better than that. And so, um, one of the chapters in the book that I was like really touched by, um, was the chapter on surrendering and, and becoming a servant to God. And what, I, I just got this, like, visual image in my head as I was, like, in International House of Prayer um, of just, like, a lump of clay and, um, and, and someone pouring water over the lump of clay. And, um, and, 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 and that visual image of just, like, that, that water falling over the lump and, um, and it's, like, the, the lump wanting to be, like, a cup and, and holding that water. But when that water is being poured over this lump of clay, it just, like, falls because it's it's not formed. It's not a cup. And, um, and then, like, the potter going in and then forming a cup and then pouring the water into the cup and the cup just holding the water just naturally. Um, that cup doesn't have to, like, actively think about being a cup. Like, it just is molded already to being a cup. It doesn't have to think about holding the water. It doesn't have to, like... Um, like have to stress about holding the water. It just holds the water versus the lump. The lump is a lump. It it cannot carry the water no matter how much it tries, no matter how much it thinks about carrying the water. Like if you you know what I'm saying, like it's not like alive or anything like that, but um, that's kind of like surrendering. Like we don't have to like sometimes in life, like especially me, um, I try so hard because I guess growing up with SSA, um, same-sex attraction, um, just being rejected by people, a lot of people, religious people, my family, my friends, do um, you always have to like try to to be a better version of yourself and that, that way maybe people will love you. Um, and so my whole life, I've tried to just like be really good at everything or um, like I'm just gonna like <laughs> lift up my chair a little bit but um, to be really good at everything so that people might like you or just like even this like make a bunch of content and then the more content I make like the more like um, people be like wow you know like this guy has an amazing ministry or, or whatever like you know and that's not really the motivation why I do things but um, there could be a little bit of that in there but just being real um, and I've always like it's not a bad thing to want to to do good things so that people like you, but, um, too much of it can go wrong. And so I, even I, that's kind of transferred over to my relationship with God, where I like, am trying to do all these things instead of allowing him to just like mold me to be those things and not even have to try to do those things. But I just do them because that's who I am. And so if I'm like praying for four, three hours a day and I'm like, oh, you know, I got to pray, I got to pray. I'm like doing that not because it's who I am, but because I'm like forcing myself to be something that I'm not there yet. And the first thing I should be is not stop wanting to be that because someone wants to be a prayer warrior, you know, go for it, do it. But first and foremost, ask God to make you that prayer warrior, like mold you to that, be like in surrendering so that you tell him, like, hey, this is what I want you to make me be. Um, and if the, if you find that pleasing, you know, I don't want to have to try to be those things to try to impress you. I just want to be those things. I want to actively just be that and have it not even be hard for me to do. Like, for me, um, I love I love. Listening to worship sets like I will listen to Greenhouse and Upper Room and International House Prayer and just for hours like no one has to tell me to do that. It's just something that I like doing. Like I'm a worshipper. Nobody has to make me be a worshipper. Nobody has to tell me get on the piano and play for two hours a day. Like that's something that I just enjoy. I want to do because God has put that in me. Same thing with reading the Bible. Like I love reading the Bible. I love studying the Bible. Like no one has to tell me to do that. It's just something that He's made me into. And so that was kind of like a fresh revelation. Like. I'm like, Lord, like help me to be molded to whatever You want me to be. And if I'm not that yet, then it's because You haven't done that yet. And I need to keep praying so that I'm not striving on my own strength. But I'm, I'm like, I just am doing those things because it's who I am. Because You molded me in that, and that comes from surrender. Everything in our in our relationships to the Lord is just like surrender, surrendering, surrendering, surrendering. And so that was one thing that I learned in the, in the chapter of the book. The Holy Spirit spoke to me through. And so after International House of Prayer, oh, something really cool happened too. So I'm actually, um, I'm not going to say who, but I have a favorite worship leader that he leads uh, worship sets in International House of Prayer. And um, I just think he's so awesome and he's really blessed my life. And so I've been supporting him um, through like financial means um, when I give tithes and stuff. And I'm a big believer in tithing. So if you guys aren't tithing to this ministry or to some other ministry, like you you really should be doing that. Like there's blessings to be had from that. But um, I was uh, supporting this 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 guy because he's a worship leader in International House of Prayer. And I want to be supporting different prayer houses because I'm building a prayer house. So if you're not supporting one, like, it's, it's like, it's kind of like, it's like, if you support something, like, it's you're going to reap what you sow, basically. And so I'm sowing into those prayer rooms so that I might have a prayer room one day of my own or be a part of one. Um, and so I was uh, pouring into him for a while. His sets were just, like, really from the Lord and helping me overcome, like, Shame and guilt and um, a bunch of other things that I, I struggle with and in, in my just day to day, and so I asked him. I had his number from the last time that I went there, and I asked him if he wanted to to hang out. And so I got to hang out with him, and I was like, "Do you want to do a worship set together?" Like, uh, the 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 person I'm staying with, they have a piano, and um, we can do like like a worship set, just me and you. And he was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And so I got to sing with one of my favorite worship um like leaders, and <laughs> and I, and I And it was just a dream come true, guys, because it was like I was so blessed by so many of his sets um, on the day to day basis. And then just to be there in person with him and to fellowship with him and and to pray to God together was just such such a cool thing. And, you know, male to male relationships are very important to me. I've been rejected a lot by the by males in my life. And so um, having a godly man um, just like be in unity with you and accept you and love on you is always great for me and uh great for for healing for me as well and so i just got to do that set with him and we we got to come up with some really great beautiful amazing songs <laughs> um i might share them with you guys one day but um so that was something incredible that happened I, I was just so honored and so humbled and um and and i and i got to meet some people that were followers um on my socials as well in kansas and i put that up on my instagram to see if anybody wanted to, to come and meet me so anyway, so after a, a week of being in IHOP and just receiving and praying and being in the prayer room for, I don't even know, like probably like 10 hours a day. Um, it was so awesome, guys. <laughs> like I, I love being in the prayer room. Like guys, I, uh, if only I lived in Kansas, like I could cry just thinking about it. It was just so like just being in the presence of God, like all day is just like so rewarding. And the, the way he'll speak to you, there's so many things that I, I, I didn't even write down, because I was just, like, in the presence. I, sh- I really should have written down some things that the Lord was speaking to me. So, anyway, so I left IHOP, and then I went down to Dallas, because there is going to be this huge, like, um, conference with their Spanish worship team, which is, um I think it's uh, Toma Tu Lugar. That's how they say it. And so, and yes, I do speak Spanish, by the way, guys. I'm Cuban. And so, Okay, so sorry guys. For some reason, my camera turned off. I did not have enough storage and I didn't even realize that it was off. So that kind of sucks. But anyways, I'm gonna keep going because I don't want to record everything that I just finished saying. And I think I said it well, so I'm not gonna re-record it. I'm just gonna, if you're watching on video, I'm very sorry, like you won't get the video for the last like nine minutes. But anyway, so I went down to Dallas and um, and I was in Upper Room and going there to just experience the prayer room in Upper Room. And while I was there, it was the same kind of thing. It was like the Lord just speaking to me more about his love and his unfailing love and how, how much he loves us, that he's willing to serve us and forgive us and, and be there for us. And, you know, sometimes we think that like we don't really need that from God. Like it's like, OK, like. Like, yeah, the Lord loves, like, Jesus, he gave his life, and he loves us, and we we kind of, like, dim that down, but I think the Lord really wants to glorify that, like, that's the gospel, the gospel is that he loves us so much that he was willing to die for us, he was willing to serve us, he, he like, taught us, I mean, there's just so many levels I can go with that, but, like, really just sit on that and meditate on that, like, he loves us so much that he would die for us. I mean, there's just, like, no graduating from that. Like, you're just going to be thinking about that for your whole life. And if you're not already thinking about that every single day, then what are you thinking about for God? Like, that's who he is. He is the definition of love. And, and you know, even Paul talks a lot about this. And so, as I went to Dallas and was in their prayer room, I was sitting in their prayer room. Like, it was so funny because people, people literally came up to me. They're like, what are you going to do in Dallas? And I was like, well, I'm I'm going to the prayer room. And they're like, okay, hey, well, what are you, you going to do after that? And I was like, the prayer room. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be in the prayer room for the next, like, week. So I was in Dallas, I think, for the longest time. I was there for a full, like, a little over the over a week, like, maybe, a, like, eight days. And um, was going there for the conference as well uh, that they were going to have that Saturday. So I got there on a Monday, and then I was going to leave, like, on on a Saturday. Or I got there, actually, on a Sunday. I got there on a Sunday, and I was going to leave on Saturday. So, like, six days, actually. And, um, but... I was just like meeting so many people. I got to meet my awesome friend, you know, David Ladding, and I got to meet my other friend, Jonah, the Bible teacher, like some TikTokers online. And it was really cool just getting to like meet them in person and talk to them about Jesus in person. And that was a totally different experience um, than anything I could have done online. And to film content with them, too, that was fun, too. Just like fun, fun little TikTok things. And uh, and just talk to each other about where we are and and this whole thing topic and theme about maranatha and 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 jesus coming back and um and so sitting in the prayer room reading the experiencing god book like i was just really (laughs) receiving from the holy spirit a bunch and getting just filled up and i was just like on fire Like I was asked by one of my friends to lead a bible study on his discord and i told him like yeah sure I i would do that i don't mind doing that Um, And so I was asked by him and and I decided that I was going to do Ephesians chapter three. And so I'm going to read you guys a little bit of Ephesians chapter three because it kind of like covers uh, a little bit of what I've been talking about. And so, Ephesians chapter three, verse fourteen, um, says this: When I think of all the, all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your heart as you trust in Him, and your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Um, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So basically what Paul is saying here in this chapter is he's saying, look, if you understand God's love for you, you also understand the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And so I was kind of questioning the Lord. Like I was like, "Lord, you know, like you're really talking to me a lot about your love and how much you love me and how much you care about me." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> like I don't like I didn't see the point of that until I read Ephesians 3 and then I'm like, "Wait a second, if I don't know how much he loves me, which is incomprehensible, I will never understand his power. I will never understand the life that comes from that love. And these are some messages that are now really being preached, um, have been being preached by Mike Bickle and in International House of Prayer. Like, I know a lot of people don't like him. You know, just take it for what it is. I I like the guy. He preaches really, really great. And he's an amazing man of God. He's established a lot, you know. And uh, one of his preachings is, like, he's been preaching a lot about God's assurance and, and the love of God and the assurance of that. And um, how to overcome burnout through the love of God and through being the beloved um, that he wants us to be. And so I think for us, it's very easy to just skip over that, like skip over the love of God and just be like, yeah, I know he loves me. Like I'm now I'm going to like pray or do this, or do that or always be working instead of being in a position where, you know, that you are loved just because you are loved. Like you're not loved because of your action. You're loved because he decided to love you. And he loves you like he loves his creation. That's why he saved us, all of us. None of us are special in that way. He loves each and every single one of us. He wants to love each and every single one of us if we give him the chance and the opportunity to love us back. And so um, this Ephesians chapter three was like really set in my heart and I was on fire. I mean, I was like preaching to this like discord, my friend's discord and uh, doing this Bible study, and I was like, I could feel the the Holy Spirit just on these words. And as I was breaking it down, there were so many different revelations that I was receiving from being in the prayer room all of the time. And so, moving on from from Dallas and and getting to just see a bunch of my friends there and experience God there, <laughs> um, I went over to <clears throat> I went over to Las Vegas because it was on my way to California. Stayed there for like a night. Um, Never been to Las Vegas before. I mean, I don't do gambling and none of the bad stuff. I don't drink or any of that stuff. I just like wanted to see it. (laughs) I wanted to see the strip and the pretty lights. I like pretty lights. (laughs) And then left there and then went back to uh, California. Oh, to to California. And I was staying there with a very good friend. And uh, once again, having a place to stay, which was incredible. And then going to Greenhouse um, in the mornings. And then the rest of the time, just like getting to see some friends in California as well. And, uh, the greenhouse sets were exactly the exact same thing. Once again, it was like us understanding and comprehending the love of God. <laughs> and, um, and it was, just, I mean, it was just like, God, like you're really speaking this word over me. And, um, and it was interesting because actually I forgot one part. Um, while I was in Dallas, I got this amazing word from, from one of the girls there. Um, and I'm not going to tell you the full prophetic word, but it was basically along the lines that at one point in my life, I'm going to move to California And I don't know if that's true, but the craziest thing was that it's been told to me several times since I became a believer that I'm actually going to be living in California and doing ministry in California, specifically in LA. And I got very scared when I went to California because I did not like California at all I've never liked California like I'm a I'm a Florida boy and so I'm used to tropical I'm used to like beaches and you know tropical beaches not like desert beaches (laughs) and so I like um got there and immediately I felt just like this wave of panic this wave of fear just kind of hit me and I was like oh man I do not like California and this girl in Dallas I was she just randomly prayed for me just like a random girl and she was just like I I I hear from the Lord that like you're gonna go to California and you're gonna be doing this this, this and this and this and And doing a bunch of stuff there. And I got scared because that wasn't the first time that I heard that word from a stranger. Like three different strangers have told me that since I've been in Christ. They don't know each other and they're all saying the exact same thing. So that's confirmation when it comes to God. And so I was like, but when I got to California, I was like, man, I do not like this at all here. (laughs) Like, I am not a fan of California. I'd rather be on the East Coast. And I think the West Coast is really beautiful, has a lot to see and stuff, but I'm just not into desert and I'm not into like super hot weather like that um it gets really hot there and it's not like hot like miami's hot because it's like humid it's just like dry hot and um and i got a lot of fear and 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 i really had to surrender that to the lord and just tell him like lord if you you really if this word really was from you and you really want to send me to california to do ministry there i'm willing to go god if you if you want me to go another level of surrender there and so that was cool. <laughs> so at one point, maybe in my life, I'll be going to California. Who knows? And I don't know what's going to happen to the prayer room that I'm building here. And maybe I'll be building one over there, too, as well. But I just that's just kind of up in the air. And I don't really want to talk too much about that because I don't like to talk too much about the future plans. I like to talk about what's going on right now. But um, that was pretty cool. Got a lot of prophetic words there. I also got to meet an amazing worship leader. Her name's an- Annalise um, or Annalisa and uh, she sings in Greenhouse, and she was the sweetest, and we got to pray over some people late night at Chick-fil-A. It was awesome, very prophetic time, and just having these moments, just like these, I I can't go into super detail because I don't want this podcast to be be like two hours long, but just having these really Holy Spirit-led moments where it was just like, we're going to pray, and wherever we are, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to be there with us too, and just, you know, I thought I was going to get really lonely because I was doing this road trip completely by myself. I thought I was going to get lonely driving, and not having maybe people to talk to or, you know, in every, in every state or every place that I stopped, I met someone, I talked to them about Jesus or they already knew Jesus or they followed my page or there was a prophetic moment that was happening or uh, a prayer or this and that, or God was speaking to me through a situation and I never felt lonely. I never felt like the whole trip was just so from God and God was really the one who inspired the trip with the prophetic wording from the worship movement um, that I had went to uh, like an hour from here. And so from there, I finally left California, California, after a week of being in, in Greenhouse. And it was incredible. It was awesome. Um, I went over to Oregon. And uh, as I got to to Portland, uh, I got to meet up with my mentor. And we got to have like that deliverance session, which was, which was awesome. And it was really refreshing to me because um, I'm always down to experience like deliverance i mean there's like sometimes that has a very bad connotation very negative thing but when you do it with people that you love i think deliverance is absolutely absolutely necessary because there's things in our lives that we open doors to that we need deliverance all the time and um that in terms of like that I'll, we're possessed by demons. Like, I don't think I'm possessed by any demon or anything like that. But there are spirits that just come around us. Uh, there could even be generational spirits or just things that, you know, like, you prayed for someone and a spirit was there and they decided that they wanted to come ruin your life because you prayed for that person or, you know, whatever. I don't really know too much about demonology and all that stuff. But I do know that there are... We live in a very spiritual world. A, a more spiritual world, I would say, than a physical world. And, um, and so... I was down when my mentor presented that to me. He's like, oh, you know, you've been having issues and problems with um, uh, like pornography and different things like that or just lust in general. Um, I was like, yeah, he's like, OK, well, why don't we do a deliverance session and I'll be there, you know, whatever. And so went to Oregon, did that session that was like very private. So I'm not going to go super into it, but it was very healing and very good. And um, I really got a lot out of it, like nothing crazy happened, like it didn't fall to the floor and I was like manifesting or anything like that, uh, <laughs> which uh, it does happen, it does happen. But um, it was just kind of very just like it was very nice to sit in a room with a lot of people who very who very much took time out of their day to be there for you and to pray for you and to pray against anything that might want to do harm to you, especially when you're a, a leader and, and something so big online, you want to have as much people praying for you as you can. And just striking down or praying against anything that might want to, to do you harm, and so did that. Then then we did prayer meetings, and I was I was in Oregon for around uh, I think it was like a week, and I was staying there with my mentor, and getting that one on one time with him was incredible. He's like um, an older guy, I think in his in his sixties or fifties, and um, just getting to be with him and spend time with him was really good because it was a, a male, obviously. And uh, I never really had leaders in my life who cared about me enough to want to spend time with me and pour into me and love on me. And he's like a very uh, physical touch kind of guy. Like he's a, like a love, his love language is physical touch. So he gave me a lot of hugs while I was there. <laughs> um, was always like making sure that I felt loved in whatever circumstance or whatever place we went to. And he showed me a bunch of organ, which was very very beautiful. And so it was fantastic. Got to meet his wife and his kids and. I felt like I had a second family in Oregon and I can't wait to go back because he wants me to go back. And so got to spend some time there. I uh, did some hiking. I did um, like a very big mountain that they have there. I don't remember what it's called, but uh, yeah, I got to do that and a couple of trails. And so I had the best time and then I and then I had to come back down <laughs> to get back down to Miami. This was already kind of four weeks in so four or five weeks in so i'd been on the road for already a month and then i had to come back down and so i was eager to get back home i was like i love the experience that i was having i loved the time that i was getting uh like spending with the holy spirit um but i was like i want to get back home and i want to get back into work and i want to share with everyone everything that i've been through and there's still so many stories that I, i i just can't fit in this podcast and things that i learned that i'll start sharing more and more but uh went back down um once again, made a pit stop in Las Vegas because I was the closest place. Um, and this was a really cool testimony. So I want to say this testimony. So the whole time, you know, I was talking about how much uh, God was showing me his love and, and um, the reason he was showing me his love. Well, first off, he revealed to me that if I didn't know his love, that I wouldn't be able to pour out that anointing and that fire upon the places where I'm preaching or where I'm ministering to because that's where it all comes from it comes like like paul said in first corinthians chapter 13 the greatest gift is the the love like the love that we have for one another and um, we can't love one another if we don't understand the love of god and so i'm coming down and i'm like i I hadn't really been like on the road trip i was so busy all the time that uh the only time i was spending with the lord is when i was in a prayer room or like uh moments with people and doing prayer meetings or whatever. And so while I was driving, the last thing I wanted to do was like read my Bible because I didn't want to fall asleep on the road. (laughs) And I do love the Bible, but uh, I can fall asleep to just reading. And so I would be watching YouTube videos or like uh, listening to like TV shows and stuff or podcasts or whatever that weren't necessarily like glorifying God um, and just being real. And uh, while I was on my way to Las Vegas, I was kind of feeling bad that I was like, man, I didn't spend enough time with God. Once again, thinking oh my gosh, like God, God is only going to be with me when I'm doing good things for him. Like he only loves me when I'm doing things like according to his will and things like that. Not really fully comprehending or understanding once again, what that he loves me just because he loves me. And, um, and this whole road trip was like a huge sacrifice that I made. And that was all on faith. Like at any moment I could have gotten on a car accident or, you know, or just not had a place to stay, you know, and all of it was inspired by faith. And so I'm still judging myself at the end of the day, once again, being judgmental towards myself. And, um, and I get to Vegas and I'm like, God, like, you know, in Vegas, I just like, I want to, I just want to have like a day off because I'd been on the road and then doing meeting this person or going to this prayer room. And so the whole time I was driving and doing this whole road trip, I, there was no, there was no pause. Like, it was just like, bam, 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 bam to the next thing. So finally I was like, okay, it's been five weeks. I need to rest. I need to like sleep in in one location because I was like staying in hotels and then you got to check out and then you got to like go to the next place and get on the road. And so, um, I was like, I just want to stay in my bed and I just want to sleep till like noon and I want to chill by the pool or something, you know? So I got this hotel that was, um, actually people might know it's like Caesar's palace. It was very like cheap. I got it like very cheap on like one of those third party websites and I just got a very basic room. Right. And so I'm like checking into my hotel, just like another hotel that I have to check in, you know, whatever. And um, the guy at the front desk, he like he's like, oh, are you checking in? I'm like, yeah, I'm checking in, you know, um, And I'm thinking I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed, you know, when I get there and, and just, you know, try to spend a little bit of time with, with the Lord, you know, because like he's going to be angry if I don't. <laughs> and um, and so I'm checking in. He's like, OK, well, here's your room. Your, your room's going to be on the 25th floor, you know, whatever, blah, blah. And so um, I go up to my room as I'm going up the elevator. um, I'm like looking at the numbers on the door and um, and I'm like, man, where's my room? I'm like going down the hall, going down the hall. And at the end of the hall, there's like these double doors. And I'm like, wow, it'd be really nice to have, you know, one day like stay in a in a in a suite, you know, if I can afford it one day, (laughs) I can't afford that right now. Um, But that would be nice one day. And so I'm going down the, the hallway and as I'm going further and further, I'm like, my room's not here. And then I look at the double doors and I'm like, it says my number on it. And I was like, okay, this must be wrong. Like there there must be like more doors behind this door or something, you know, like a connection or something, like a, a bridge. And so I opened up the door and there was another double door. It was like a little patio area to the double doors. And when I got in that room, guys, it was a huge suite, like a one bedroom suite with a living room with like three bathrooms. It was insane, guys. Like, I mean, I've never... I've never seen anything luxurious or glamorous like that in my life, and so immediately as I went in the room, I had realized that this guy at the front desk just decided to just bless me with a suite. Like, he just gave that to me for free. I didn't pay for it. Like, I paid, like, like nothing for this room. Like, it was, like, very cheap. Usually, Caesars Palace is very expensive because they have a very big pool and stuff like that, and I, I got it very cheap on this third-party website, and the guy had just upgraded me to a suite. And as soon as I got in the bedroom, I just kneeled down and I prayed to the Lord. And I say, thank you, God, because coming from the road, I was feeling guilty because I didn't spend time with you. And you knew that I really wanted to relax and have time to myself and just enjoy myself. And, um, all the other places, guys, road trip. I mean, when you don't have a lot of money, like you just kind of have to like get what you get. Like I was staying at a lot of holiday Inns, and like, it was just nasty. Sometimes like some rooms were like dirty and gross. And, Coming into a luxury suite, everything was pristine and clean, and it was so beautiful. Like the view that I had of the Las Vegas trip was just stunning. I mean, just honestly beautiful. Getting to pray in my room, I just, I just thanked the Lord. I said, you know, God, thank you for giving me a clean, a clean, beautiful suite. And, um, and time for me to just relax and just like take in everything that you've been trying to tell me, which is just that you love me and that you care for me. And he did all that. Like, I was like, God, you did all this for what? For what? (laughs) And he was just like, because I love you because I care about you and because I want you to rest. And, and I was like, it just blew my mind. I mean, I just like, I was like, God is so good that he would just bless me like this for no reason at all, even though I don't deserve it. I don't deserve any of God's love and kindness. And I think that's something that we always have to remember is that we think we can work hard enough to deserve his favor or anointing or this and that. And it's like when he just wants something, he just will give it because he's a he's a good father. And so coming into that love and then obviously me practicing faith and through this road trip. That was a huge testimony. I told all my disciples. I told everyone on Discord. I'm like, y'all, the Lord just blessed me. You have no idea. I've never stayed at a place so fancy like this. And I was like, I hope this happens to me all the time, God. (laughs) I know it probably won't, but it was like, incredible incredible guys and so i'm not i'm not super materialistic but i did i mean if someone gives you sweet like you're gonna you're gonna like that sweet <laughs> you know um personally i would never pay for something like that but um it was free <laughs> so um got to enjoy my time in las vegas i just literally chilled by the pool read my book once again experiencing god and um got to do some meetings and then also made some friends there too as well which was awesome and then from there i went to a couple of national parks i went to zion national park which was just stunning and beautiful and got to hike got to meet up with some guys there i shared my testimony so like I didn't have friends like going to these places and while I was hiking and I would make friends because God would help me make friends and then I would tell them my testimony and then and then talk to them about God and it was so cool so I did that to some British guys (laughs) and that I met in Zion National Park and they were such a blessing to hike with and the fact that I was going to be lonely through the hike and then the Lord provided me with friends that was another testimony And I was just trusting in God like throughout the whole trip, not really like being like, oh, you know, I really want this, God. I really want this. But just being like, I'm going to be happy, whatever you give to me, God. And there's so many experiences. And then so I went back down from Las Vegas, stopped in Dallas and then um, to Louisiana and then from Louisiana, finally made it back home to Miami. So in total, I was gone for seven weeks, seven weeks in my car and in hotels and Airbnbs. Um, and it was a really great experience. Um, I honestly miss it. <laughs> there were nights where like, like I think one of the, one of the coolest things I did was in California, I went through the Big Sur, um, which is like the mountains that are like right next to the ocean. And, um, and you're on like a little like highway that's like, you could fall off and like literally just die <laughs> in, in, the, in the ocean. Cause it's very, it's just like one little road. There's no cell reception or anything like that. And just getting to sleep like in a parking lot of a hotel in my car and like waking up to like the beautiful views of Big Sur in California and um, just those moments where I was like completely alone and kind of unsafe, but knowing that the Holy Spirit was right there next to me and um, it was incredible. I mean, I think like I think if I learned anything from that was first off, I have become way more social than I used to be. I can like talk to people again because <laughs> I was like in my room making content for the past year and a half and barely getting any socialization. Is that a word? Yeah. And, um, and then now I'm much more friendly and um, not that I wasn't friendly before, but it's just like I was awkward sometimes uh, being alone by myself. <laughs> and so been able to like be much more outgoing, much more friendly, let, let, let more people in and um, and really act on faith and know that God's going to take care of me. And then of course, above it all, understand that his love for me is wild his love for me is more than I can even begin to comprehend like Ephesians 3 says and that's my prayer and that was the whole theme of of the road trip it was help me God to know how deep how wide how long like your love is and and help me to understand the fullness of life and the power that comes from knowing your love and so that was pretty much my road trip guys and I was excited to jump on here and tell you guys about it And, um, and maybe I'll do another one like that in the future, maybe some backpacking or something like that. But I want to say thank you to everyone who supported me while I was on the road and didn't forget about my ministry and continue to, to donate and to, to help me to fund those experiences and to tell, and, you know, stopping by in churches, I made connections and different things that I know that I know are going to produce fruit for this ministry later on in the future. So many connections. And, uh, so thank you guys who supported me, uh, during my time of rest. And I definitely came back filled up and ready to take on a new season with the Lord and see where that's going to take me. And so, um, a lot of differences I would say, and, uh, and I'm a very good driver now. <laughs> no, I just, I'm probably not the best driver, <laughs> but i uh, glad the Lord kept me safe. And it's just so many testimonies. I wish I, I got to write them all down so I can put them in a book one day. But uh, that's it. I won't keep you guys anymore on this podcast. If you have any questions about my road trip, comment down below and I'll try to answer them. And don't forget to join my online church on the Discord. I do meetings every single week and I do support calls for men who have SSA and prayer encouragement calls with my disciples. And there's so much going on in there. You don't want to miss out. Trust me. And I'm glad to be back. I'm going to be doing, uh, once again, more Bible studies, uh, TikToks, and just figuring out where Holy Spirit wants me to do Uh, what kind of content he wants me to create um, and just be being led by the Holy Spirit in so many different aspects and also being true to who's God, who God has made me and walking in the love that he has for me. And, um, and yeah, so keep, keep praying for me guys. Um, Always need prayer in this ministry. And, um, and yeah, that's, I think that's all I have to say guys. (laughs) Have an awesome day. And I'll see you next time on the next episode of this podcast. See ya.